Well, on a typical Ash Wednesday, all of us, everyone present, young children to the elderly, would file to the front and we would all have a cross placed on our forehead in ashes with the words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Now, death isn't a fun or pleasant topic of conversation. Usually when it's brought up in a serious way, it carries a heaviness with it. But for Christians, life is actually framed for us as a preparation for death. And not only a preparation for death, because of Christ, our lives are also a preparation for the final resurrection, for the life we will share beyond death in God's new creation. So during the Lenten season, our church is focusing its attention on three chapters of scripture in Paul's letter to the Romans. Each week, there's a small section of scripture to read and meditate on, and then there's one verse to memorize so that it becomes more deeply rooted in your heart and mind. In the, in the first verses of Romans chapter 6, the first section of scripture we're asking you to meditate on this week in our devotional, uh, Paul says that baptism is the grace-filled entryway to a Christian's lifelong work. And the Christian's lifelong work is dying to sin, rising to the new life that is given in Christ. And through his own death and resurrection, Christ has opened a door for us into the new creation right now in the present. So during Lent, all of us are invited either to walk through this doorway for the very first time, to become a new creature ourselves for the very first time, to be joined to Christ for the first time, or to walk further into the new creation life that Christ has opened for you. Maybe you've already been joined to Christ but Christ is certainly still inviting you to walk more deeply into the new creation life that he has obtained through his death and resurrection. Now, I want to make two points as we begin the Lenten season together. And the first point is this. Sin is death. This is what Paul is saying in Romans chapter 6. Now, we are not encouraged by the world around us to think of our own wrong actions as having such lethal consequences as death. And a lot of us in the world vacillate between a vague guilt that we don't know what to do with and the opposite feeling that our sins are rather harmless in the big picture of things. What is sin in the big picture? Well, in the biblical story, sin is not limited to our individual actions. It's a much bigger, powerful force. Think of sin as having a capital S. It seeks to distort and diminish everything it touches. So Jesus spoke in the Gospel of John chapter 10 about a thief that comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is what sin wishes to do. 
And it does it in a myriad of big and small ways. Sin is just as content to accomplish its purposes with a thousand tiny cuts as with one big one. It accomplishes its purposes in all kinds of ways. And physical death turns out to be only the sign and symbol of the greater spiritual death that becomes because of sin. Paul says earlier in Romans, sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. And so death spread to all because all sinned. All of us are afflicted by sin and the death that comes with it. And sin manifests itself differently in us during the course of our lives. As different as people are, so is the way that sin manifests itself in our lives. For some, it is lust. For others, it is greed or anger. For others, it's laziness, worry and anxiety, cowardice, or continually believing lies, succumbing to distorted thinking. But at the end of life, sin manifests itself in the same way with everyone. We all die. So even though sin is not limited to our individual actions, it does include them. And it wishes to use these actions and any tool it can harness to twist and distort our God-bearing image, to orient us more toward death than toward life. Sin is death. This is its fruit, death. But the second point is this. In baptism, we are joined to Christ. So all people in all the world in creation stand behind one of two human figures in history, Adam or Christ. So Adam, the biblical figure Adam, introduced sin into the world, and all of us have followed him in our own ways. But Christ introduced sacrificial love, purity, compassion, courage, goodness, righteousness. Jesus's death was the death of a truly innocent one. He died because of sin. Think about Jesus's death and all that surrounded it. The injustice and cruelty that were done to Jesus were a picture of the accumulated sickness in our humanity. Christ died because of sin, and he also died for sin. As soon as death grabbed hold of Jesus, it knew it had met its match. Jesus rose from death to show his victory over sin and to establish this doorway within the world into his new creation. And so in baptism, we are completely joined to Jesus. We are joined to his death for sin and we're raised up to his new life. Christ's life in baptism is made our life. So this Lent, Christ is inviting you and me to walk through this doorway into his new creation life.
And if it's the first time that you would walk through that doorway, you can be baptized and be joined to Christ's death and resurrection. If you haven't been baptized, then this would be a wonderful season to be baptized and be joined to Christ. If you have been baptized, then Christ is still inviting you to walk further into this new life that he's opened for you, a life of dying to sin and living in his way of the new creation. Some of you may not even remember your baptism, and that's okay, because God does remember your baptism. He remembers the promises he made to you then. He remembers that he promised to join you to Christ, to deliver you from your sin and from death and raise you up to new life. But this Lent might still be a time when you need to recommit your life to God. Some of you may have allowed your commitment to God to dwindle. That, that could easily happen during the season that we've been in in the last year. You might need a fresh start, and that's okay. Christ has not let go of you. So we can talk about a way for you to mark this recommitment of your life to God. Whether you have not been baptized and would like to be, or whether you need to recommit your life to God, I'd love to talk to you about that. See, Lent is a wonderful season for this. Sin is death, but in baptism, we are joined to Christ. Now, the question at the beginning of Romans chapter 6 is, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, the problem with any of us remaining in any kind of sin is the absurdity of the thought. It would be kind of like asking whether someone should stay stuck at the bottom of a well, even while a rope has been lowered down to rescue them. God's grace that's offered to us in Jesus is designed to get us out of a horrid situation, not to make us feel more comfortable in that situation. Now, Lent is a time to experience the grace of God delivering us in deeper and deeper ways, freeing us from sin and death, and bringing us into the new life with Christ. And one of the ways that God does this in our lives is by giving us practices, disciplines that help us align with his gracious work. Discipline is not a way of earning God's grace and love. These things are freely given in Christ. But to receive God's grace and love means doing something. It means responding to him. So in the reading that we heard in Isaiah and in the reading from uh, Matthew chapter 6, we hear of practices that help us align with the gracious work of God in our lives. Giving to the poor and the needy, practicing justice and righteousness where we're seeing people who are being unfairly treated. This is a form of aligning with the work of God and the grace of God in our lives. Jesus mentions three specific areas where we align with the work of God when you give to the needy, when you pray, and when you fast. 
when you do these things, Jesus says, not for your own glory, but in secret, before your heavenly Father. Your heavenly Father sees these things. Not only does he see them, but he will reward you for them. What if this Lent you decided to test God in these things to see if he will bless you? Now, it's not always a good idea to test God, but there are places in Scripture where God actually says, test me in these things to see if I will not bless you. And so in Lent, I would encourage you, if you're not thinking about really committing yourself to this season, won't you just try it and say, what if I tested God to see if he will bless me in these things? What if this Lent you made a practice of giving until it hurts you a little bit? What if you made a practice of praying to the extent that you have to sacrifice other things in your life? What if you chose to fast from food and other habits and instead put more energy toward pursuing God? Would you test God to see if he will bless you with a deeper awareness of himself and a more profound experience of the new life that he desires to give you in Christ? His grace freedom from sin and death, and a new life in him. I'm going to close this by reading again for us Romans chapter 6, verse 4, that uh, Frank read for us a few minutes ago. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Sin is death, but in baptism, we are joined to the new life that is in Christ. And Christ is inviting us to walk deeper into this new life during this season of Lent. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.